You're listening to the Theology of Music podcast, the only podcast where we unpack the good and sometimes bad theology in the songs that we sing. My name is Joel. Well, welcome back to the Theology of Music podcast. It is nuts. It's nuts to say that again. It has been since December of 2020 since I said those words. Wow, that is so cool to even get to do again. It and I I hope you can hear the smile that's on my face. Can you hear that through the through your little speakers or big speakers? Heck, if you're watching this, watching this, if you're listening to this in your car, with bigger speakers or your home studio with big speakers. That's great. Uh, Also, thank you to all the international listeners, um, especially you guys in Hong Kong. Thank you for listening. But I am just so thankful uh, to God that there were people who continued to listen. Actually, it was kind of funny to look at the stats that I would get from the podcast hosting site. And there were weeks where I would get more listens and downloads than I did when I was posting. And that was just the Lord. Uh, I didn't tell you guys I was going on a break. I didn't post anything during the break when it all happened. And, uh, and yet you guys continued to listen. And I hope and pray that you guys were blessed by the content that was still available. And so you're probably wondering, because I didn't tell you guys that I wasn't taking a break, <laughs> but I did. A uh, very long one, like I said, since December, and it is now April, which is blowing my mind. Uh, So there's a lot. There is a lot to unpack. And if you follow me on social media, you'll know that I also took a break from social media. I deactivated my Facebook uh, back in December and I uh, didn't post on Instagram. I got off Instagram as well. And so I was off of basically the internet as much as I could be for a long time. And uh there were, it was needed for many different reasons, but one of the main reasons why I, I took a break f- specifically from social media, and I'm making my way to the podcast, don't worry, was I wanted to spend more time with my family, and I had more time, and I wanted to use that time well, and I wanted to use that time wisely. And so I uh, was in the middle of this difficult season, and I didn't want to lean on to social media for basically a crutch to get through the hard moments three things in my life now that are different than they were back up in Delaware in December, uh, or actually before December. So right now, I there's the three things. I work for Cisco, the tech company, not the food company or the thong song guy. I don't work for him, although that would be kind of funny. But I work for Cisco, the tech company. I live in South Carolina and I no longer work for the church. So how did I get here? Well, it's actually the Lord. The Lord was how I got here. And it's a really, really cool story of God's providence. Uh, What's even cooler to say is that in the span of a year, God relocated my family and provided every single thing that we needed in the middle of relocating us, right? So job, he provided that. Place to live, he provided that. Community, he provided that. People to help us move. He provided that. Money, he provided that. It's insane to just think back that this year, it hasn't even been a year since we moved up to Delaware. And yet, here we are now in South Carolina, and God's providence and sovereignty was is still as present now than it was when we moved up to 
Delaware. So what happened? Well, I'm not going to unpack everything because I don't want to. And it's none of your business, really, to be honest. It didn't work out with the church up in Delaware. And God made it very clear that Delaware and that church was not where we needed to be and where he wanted us to be. It wasn't a good fit. So when we were thinking about what was next and praying about what was next and getting counsel about what was next, it was also very clear that ministry was not where I needed to be and where my family needed to be. And so we knew, okay, we're taking an uh, indefinite break from ministry. We said, okay, well, if we're not going to do ministry, what are we going to do? And where are we going to be if we're not going to be here? So we then said, all right, God, you really have to guide us into the next step. And he did. He, he helped us find a new place to land. We wanted to be closer to my wife's family. We wanted to live in the South because we didn't really like the North. No offense. I was sick of shoveling snow and salting sidewalks. So I'm, I'm good. I've got my fill. We, we had to step out in faith. And in my, my wife and I's relationship, ever since the beginning, anytime we ever stepped out in faith, God always came through. And so we said, well, if he's always come through, let's step out of faith again and see what happens. And we did. We, without me actually having a job nailed down, went to live with my wife's, her sister and her husband down in South Carolina. We said, let's, we're just going to go and we'll see. And then God got me a job at Cisco basically the next week. And then we found a place and here we are. If I will work for the church, I don't know. I don't know what God wants me to do. But I do know that God has placed on my heart passions and giftings and convictions. And I still care and love music, specifically congregational worship music. I love singing songs with the bride. Right now, I have the opportunity to do that on the other side of the stage. And it's really cool. You know, I think it's lost on, on pastors and those in ministries often, and it was lost on me at times, what everyone is going through in your church, because your whole world is church, right? And you, in, in some ways, in many ways, and even in some ways in my own life, your faith can be married to your job as a pastor, right? Your, the strength of your faith is only really as strong as it is, or maybe actually not as strong, because you work in a church. You know, it's a really cool opportunity to once again embrace that perspective after working in ministry for an extended period of time. And I love that I get to now be on the other side, remembering when I would, you know, be, an, be annoyed with people who aren't practicing. Now I can remember what it was like before I worked in ministry and go, oh yeah, that's right. You have kids that get sick and you have a job that can randomly assign things to you last minute. And then you have all this kind of stuff. And then you have to practice, you know, when, when the kids are asleep, but then when you spend time with your wife. So yeah, <laughs> so, I'm not saying that, oh, look, now I get it. Well, I'm so stupid before. No, I, it's just really cool. I, I am happy to be in this position to once again, but in a new season, embrace that perspective. Right. My worship group that I'm a part of, The Grace Collective, we are working on our, our third album and we're going to be recording that in June. And so I still do music. I still play music in that regard uh, and I still write in that regard. Uh, and I hope that you don't think that this discounts me or discredits me. Um, I don't really care if you do, but I'm still going to do this podcast. But hopefully you don't feel now, oh, he's not a pastor currently serving at a church, so he can't, you know tell me what I should and shouldn't sing. Um, no, it's, you know, scripture is very clear. Out of the mouth of babes, 
truth can still happen and God can even speak through an ass. I don't know if I'm saying that I'm an ass when I say that. I hope that you still enjoy this content and I'm going to be continuing to do it every week. I've got some songs that I uh, have planned to do and some that are just different. I, and I will say this too, this perspective, a new perspective I, I have, the Lord's given me in this season, right? We I went through a really difficult season. I mean, I think it's it's rock bottom. I, it was as rock bottom as I think I've ever had in my life. And I had to depend on the Lord and I had to stop being so controlling and, and tight-fisted about everything. And one of those I realized was, you know, just my view of church, my view of, now don't worry, I'm not progressed this, I haven't gone super progressive or anything like that. No, 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 no. But my my view, I, I held convictions that I had towards music and the church and philosophy of ministry so tight and so tightly um, that I needed to be humbled in many ways. And God humbled me. God used this time to humble me. Uh, and he's continuing, continually humbling me. Trust me. Trust me. But now I look at music, I think with a, a more balanced perspective. And I believe that we all need to get there with everything in our faith. Not Now, there are musts. There are have-tos. There are, this is salvific. This is, if you know the tier system, this is tier one, right? But so often we make tier two and tier three tier one issues. And that's not the case. And I actually think the Christian faith is to be more balanced. I think scripture is very clear about that, right? We're always supposed to speak the truth in love. We're always supposed to show the world that we are his, Christ's, by how we love each other. And today's culture is nuts. I mean, it is completely insane what is happening right now. And if you just take a second to look, there is no balance. I mean, Thanos would be completely upset. He's rolling over in his grave right now, really. I mean, it, there is no balance to anything. I mean, we are just pendulum swing after pendulum swing. And that's not what I want to teach my girls, right? I don't want to teach Lucy and Nora that you, with with white knuckles, hold fast to convictions that at the end of the day will not matter when you get to heaven. Right? I want to teach them balance. Now, that is not to say you don't stand firm on, firm on convictions. Right, it's, You do that, but you don't cause division over things that inherently shouldn't cause division. Right, And so now I'm going to move into the song because I've talked, I've talked long enough about catching you guys up and I don't want to keep you guys longer than 30 minutes. Trust me, I'm not going to be 30 minutes. But I want to take a look at the song that really helped me and my entire family get through that difficult season. It's a song that was already a part of our family. My daughter loved to sing it, Lucy. Uh, she called it Sation. It's The Lord is My Salvation by Keith and Kristen Getty. Um, but she loved to sing that song. She still loves to sing that song. She's kind of right now on a, a Teen Beach movie kick. First it was High School Musical, then it was Elsa, then Frozen, and then it was Cars, and yeah, it's now it's Teen Beach movie. But anyway... We don't just watch TV all the time. Okay, don't touch me. But she loves this song. She still does. And the words to this song, and I've led this song in worship corporately, but the words took on a new meaning when I went through this season that I did, right? Specifically, one of the later verses. So I'm going to read the lyrics um, after I give you kind of the overview of the song. 
but I'm going to focus on mainly this one verse, and, and I'll get there in a second. So the song, The Lord is My Salvation, was released by Keith and Kristen Getty, and I think in about 2005. Uh, I know it from um, the Sing album, because I actually got to sing it at that concert, or the, the conference, the Sing conference, uh, I think a year or so ago. Uh, and so I, we listened to that version. But the original version came out um, around 2005 on the uh, Facing a Task Unfinished. Uh, it was written by Keith and Kristen Getty, as well as uh, it was written by a couple other authors, Jonas Murin and Nathan Knuckles. Um, and like I said, um, it's basically Psalms, right? So that's another thing. It was it, It's mainly taken from Psalm 27, which is the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? But I mean, the entire song drips with scripture. It's insane. Uh, and so if you ever want to sing a, just an incredibly biblical but super pertinent song, this is a great one. I really, it really is. It's great for private worship. It's great for corporate worship. If you're really trying to bolster your set, you know, if, if you've been just banging out Phil Wickham and Passion, not that they're not meaty, but if you've, if you've got some more surface level songs and you want one that's going to be still a really cool anthemic song, uh, but have even more meat to it, theme, some even deeper themes to think about, this song is perfect. I mean, it's so good. And right now, I mean, we really need songs of hope in the church. Um, songs of hope that are rooted in scripture and songs of hope that that tether us to to God and truth about God, right? And so let's go through the words. So the, the first verse is, the grace of God has reached for me and pulled me from the raging sea. And I am safe on the solid ground. The Lord is my salvation, right? So every verse has uh, some type of theme, right? And then it reminds you what the ultimate theme is that the Lord is your salvation. So, you know, he pulls us from the sea, right? You think of Peter, you think of just waves crashing over you, right? If you've ever gotten stuck in riptide, not fun, Uh and yet, you know, here you are, safe on solid ground. That's another scriptural allusion to Christ as your solid ground, right? The, who builds his house on the solid ground? No destruction. Can can trust in his Lord, in his, in his Savior Christ, right? Those are key elements to our faith, to trust in Christ as our solid ground, not in our own means or understanding, right? Next verse, I will not fear when darkness falls. His strength will help me scale these walls. I'll see the dawn of the rising sun, the Lord is my salvation, right? The cool thing about salvation, the word salvation, is it doesn't necessarily just mean of religion in that way, right? It's salvation, the word, doesn't specifically only work in the connotation of Christianity and religion, right? Salvation is just the the state of being saved. You have been saved, right? There's You have found salvation. You have found saving from where you were. And so salvation is such a cool word that I think we don't use other than in our faith, but it really is a beautiful word, right? So I will not fear when darkness falls. His strength will help me scale these walls. I'll see the dawn of the rising sun. What's salvation there? Have you ever been in complete darkness where you don't know where you are? You want saving, right? Or even his, his strength will help me scale these walls there will always be obstacles. And right now, I mean, you can just look around in our culture. There are obstacles to even running a, the race of our faith in, in truth and in holiness. And yet, even though when darkness falls and you have walls to scale, you will see the dawn. 
because God is your salvation. And the chorus, who is like the Lord our God? Who, who is he? Well, he's strong to save. He's faithful in love. Who is like, I love that, who is like the Lord our God? I mean, that, that is Exodus language, and that's Old Testament language, which I love. It's, there's, there's no one like our God, Exodus 8. There's, that, that, no one, that everyone will know that there's no one like him on the earth when he's sending out the plagues or when he's telling Jeremiah, Jeremiah is saying, there's, there's no one like you, O Lord, in Jeremiah 10, and I mean, in, in Samuel and First Kings, I mean, it's all over the place, but the Psalms are so rich with it. They're, Psalm 86, there's no one like you among the gods, O Lord, no, nor are there any works like yours. I mean, for who in the skies is comparable to the Lord, Psalm 86 later, who among the sons of the mighty is like the Lord? I just, there's, there's no one, there really is no one like our God. Strong to save, faithful in love. The second part, my debt is paid and the victory won. The Lord is my salvation. I love it. Every single stanza, whether it's in the verse or the chorus, ends with the Lord is my salvation. I love songs like that because you cannot ignore the central theme of the song, the main message of the song. And if you're a songwriter and you're writing a song in, in you, even right now, or you want to write a song and you're listening to me right now, it needs to not be able to be lost on people what the theme is, right? You People should listen to your song and then not be able to walk away going, I think the song was talking about, I don't really know what the song was talking about. I think it talked about this one time. Or it, it needs to be clear because then the truth that you're trying to get people to remember has been remembered and you have succeeded in your goal of writing a song that not only speaks to the person, but also speaks something specific that they'll take and remember, right? So that's the chorus. Who is like the Lord our God, strong to save, faithful in love. My debt is paid and the victory won. The Lord is my salvation. Next verse. My hope is hidden in the Lord. His, he flowers each promise of his word. When winter fades, I know spring will come. The Lord is my salvation. This is, this is the verse. Not the one I just read, but this next verse. Is this the one that helped me every day? And it says this. In times of waiting, times of need, when I know loss when I am weak, I know his grace will renew these days. The Lord is my salvation. When I think about the season that we went through and just what God was doing in my heart, there were times when I thought, ah, this is just the worst. <laughs> like this is, wow, I, I don't know if I can make this. I can't make it to nighttime. What the heck is even going on, God? I, what are you doing? What? Where is the good here? You know, I, it's cool to think in the book of Joel, there's a part where God says to his, his people that the years that the locusts, because he had sent, sent plagues, the years that the locusts took, he'll give them back. Basically, the things that he did to punish rightfully, he will also still renew. The beauty of our relationship with the Lord is that even when he is the one removing, in quotes, the good, the blessing in our life for disciplinary purposes, for growth purposes, for sanctification, he will renew those days, the days where you felt like you had nothing left in you, the days where 
all you felt like you knew was loss. He'll renew those days. Whether it's this side of eternity or the other side. Whether it's here on earth or in heaven. How do I know this? Because the Lord is my salvation. No matter what happens, no matter what I even do sinfully, God as my salvation will always remain. That is so beautiful to me. And I hope it blesses you to know that. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you are dealing with in your life. I, I don't know if you have stress or anxiety or you're doing fantastic. And that's great because even if you're doing fantastic, God still reached for you and he saved you because he paid your debt and he won victory over the grave in sin in death. And that's why you have such a great life. It doesn't matter if you have all the blessings in the world. Psalm 49, I forget what the 20 something. And it says man with, with all his assets, but without understanding is like the animals. It's essentially saying that you can have everything in the world, but if you don't understand, you're no better than the animal that's going to die. Right? If, if you have an amazing job and you make a ton of money or you have a big family and everything's great, right? But you don't understand, really understand the truth of this life, that you have nothing without the Lord. You're no better than your pet dog, which is kind of weird to think, but yeah, it's true. And so I just hope this podcast maybe even resonated with you in the story that I, I, I told you of our story, right? In the beginning. Or maybe this part resonated with you, but I hope that you're blessed. And I hope all of you guys who are listening all over the place are blessed by God in this time. We need balance. We need salvation while we wrestle through the difficulties of today. And so I'm so happy to be back with you guys. I'm so happy to be here and happy to be alive, to have a wife and two kids, to have a roof over my head. It's not lost on me that God blesses and has blessed me. And I hope that it's not lost on you as well. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. I hope that you enjoy your week and enjoy singing praises to the Lord. And I hope that if you're a worship leader or a pastor, you do this song at your church because it is a beautiful song that would only bless your church in whatever capacity you use it in. But with that... You guys know what you need to do if you have any suggestions, comments, if you guys want to reach out and send me an email, and that'd be really cool, but you can reach me at theologyandmusic at gmail.com. But with that, see you later. 